This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, the big story du jour continues to be this SNC-Lavalin thing. Uh, well, there's that Jussie Smollett case, well, where for whatever reason, and uh, I can't find a good one, uh, nobody's answering the, the question that's the obvious one. Uh, how is it that suddenly all the charges have been dropped when the police are so adamant that they had this guy dead to rights, a grand jury finding? You know, uh, saw to it that 16 felony charges were filed for falsifying police reports and so on and so forth. So trumping up this incident. But now his records have been wiped clean and he's good to go. And he's still hanging in with his original story, which was shown shown very publicly uh, to be made up out of whole cloth. And anyway, uh, we'll put it to our panel here. They're going to join us shortly with topics worthy of discussion, as I was saying, though. One topic that continues to fester is this turmoil surrounding the SNC-Lavalin affair, where earlier today the Ethics Committee also voted down a request from Peter Kent on the opposition benches to bring in Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott to continue to uh, speak their truth. Now, Jody Wilson-Raybould earlier was suggesting that she would still communicate through text messages, emails, and the like, and notes that she had taken. Uh, so she's still waiting to get more of it said However, the shutdown means that the opposition's batting 0 for 2 on investigative committees, but I don't think they're losing at all in this uh, or in this regard. Let's hear from somebody on the opposition benches. Lisa Raid is the deputy leader of the opposition and the MP for Milton, and she weighs in on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon, Lisa. Good afternoon, John. All right. Uh, so, you know, Justin Trudeau was in Winnipeg earlier. I played the clip where, you know, he says that right now we're focused on the things that really matter to Canadians. Well, does continuing to hammer away on the SNC file really matter, though? It does, because there's unanswered questions. Canadians can really understand the fact that Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott have left their jobs, which were significant jobs in the country, and they did it on principle. They've told half their story, or maybe a quarter of their story. They want to tell the rest, and the Prime Minister and the Liberal Party of Canada are preventing them from doing that. That's the story. People can't understand why they will not be allowed to speak. And our job in all these committees is just trying to find an avenue for them to speak. So, yes, it does matter because it goes down to trust in your government. All right. And so uh, when fellow liberal uh, Judy Scrow said of them last week that they should, quote, put up or shut up, end quote, by using their parliamentary privilege to air any remaining grievances in the House of Commons, is there any problem with that? She can say it, but I I believe that she also knows that it's next to impossible for that to be satisfying because you get a minute that you can utilize. If you utilize a personal privilege, you get a maximum of 10 to 15 minutes. That's it. I mean, they want to be able to come to a committee, I believe, and tell the entire story and then be tested on it and questioned on it, which does not happen if you walk into the House of Parliament just in order to get on the record whatever they want to get on the record. So, you know, stopping the Justice Committee meetings was ridiculous because we were going to be having more people coming in to tell us what ended up happening. And again, today with ethics, they shut it down. So the cover-up continues. Well, that's what I said in my preamble. The opposition's batting 0 for 2 on the investigative committees here, uh, but I don't think you're losing the war insofar as uh, the perception that there's something to hide. And Jane Philpott referenced as much, that there's still more of the story to be told. Tell me about this ethics committee, though, uh, the whole makeup of it. I mean, with the Justice Committee, we saw where it's liberal-dominated and they basically shut it down uh, to many people's consternation. How's this ethics committee operate? 
ethics as well is liberal dominated. All the committees are in the House of Commons because they have a majority, so they put a majority on each committee. So we knew that we had to bring one liberal to vote in favor of us and at least have another one abstain. So that's what the purpose of the opposition was today, both from the uh, NDP and the Conservatives, giving our pitch as to why we believe that the ethics committee is the right place to have this discussion continued and further. Um, the Liberals voted against it. Nathaniel Erskine-Smith, who is a, the MP, I believe, from Beaches, was the only one who spoke. He spoke on behalf of all the Liberals, and he said now is not the time because uh, there would be a report coming in or there was something else happening at the Justice Committee. There's nothing happening at the Justice Committee. It is over. And as far as saying the Ethics Commissioner has it in hand, he, he doesn't have the scope to deal with it. So we know that this is just another attempt to stop us from getting to the bottom of the story. And the bottom of the story is what is so wrong with what Justin Trudeau did that causes two people to leave cabinet in the way that they left cabinet? Because it has to be something. And for them to continuously try to shut them down. By the way, John, you know, between what Judy Scrow is saying and Karina Gold and Bill Morneau today, from my point of view, I believe that Jane Philpott and Jody Wilson-Raybould, when they return, to the House next week are going to be summarily dismissed from the Liberal caucus. I think that's what they're building to now. Well, it's interesting that you say that because that was the unsolicited advice from Sheila Copps to the Prime Minister, turf them out of caucus, be done with it, uh, because they're subversive, I guess. Uh, and then you hear that other people are submitting that uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould may also uh, have been dismissed from the AG Justice Minister's role because she wanted somebody on the Supreme Court that Justin Trudeau didn't find, uh, I guess, worthy of or uh, amenable to that idea. Mr. Joyelle from out Winnipeg way. I mean, there's a lot of different narratives now taking hold. Uh, but you're saying this is something where uh, it's going to be a come-to-Jesus moment next week in caucus. Oh, yeah. I think what they're trying to do is they're going to distance the Prime Minister from from the dirty work, it's going to be up to the caucus to say that they're no longer part of the team. And what they'll be choosing, by the way, when those caucus members vote this way, that I predict they will, what they're choosing is they're choosing to protect their leader and their partisan liberal brand over protecting whistleblowers, because that's essentially what Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jill Jane Philpott are. They are whistleblowers. So we will remember that. Canadians will remember that. And the truth is going to come out. It's just a matter of when and how. But it, it eventually will um, end up being something that Canadians will hear from. Yeah, it was interesting. There was an op-ed piece in the Star today actually opining that the Conservatives will win if this continues on. And uh, therefore, you know, obviously these women are doing something in a concerted fashion to kneecap the Prime Minister. My God, we've got to move. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, really, is that now uh, the greatest goal for the public good, just to make sure the Conservatives don't win, rather than upholding one of the underpinnings of a democracy, i.e. the rule of law? It's really twisted. I know. Yeah, twisted the logic. Words- Where's the public interest in all of this? The public interest, uh, from my read of Milton, Ontario, the public desires to know what happened. The public interest lies with transparency and openness and letting the the former cabinet minister speak. And no liberal is talking about whether or not it's public interest. So they have to remind themselves exactly who are they sitting in Ottawa for? Liberal Party of Canada or their constituents? Because they're getting this wrong and they will end up paying for this at election time. 
Yeah, and the way it's being spun by the Prime Minister, he says, uh, because of the tremendous opportunity to vote as a team for 30 hours last week, you know, when, uh, of course, there was that marathon session that dragged into two days, uh, where we watched the Conservatives voting against everything from support for women's programs to support for our veterans to support for our military, our team has come out stronger and more united than ever before, suggesting that what you guys did was counterproductive. Well, uh, you know what, um, at the end of the day, the only tools we have were to delay the, the budget by one vote and then distract from the budget and disrupt the proceedings, which is what we did, because we do believe that there is something so fundamental to our democracy at stake that you have to make some noise. And I know that we can be ridiculed for it, and I know that we can attract criticism, but I know it's the right thing to do. And we need to keep the story going until we have the testimony that Canadians want and Canadians deserve. And we will... We will Throwing them at a caucus solves absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. It doesn't answer any questions at all, and all it is doing is further damaging pretty good reputations of two women who got into politics to do the right thing. Yeah, and figuratively for the party, I think it's like uh, just pouring more lighter fluid on the barbecue. Remains to be seen, but uh, we'll see if your words are prophetic next week if the caucus decides to do the dirty work and turf the two women. Uh, Very interesting as the plot thickens. Lisa, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. Take care. You too. Lisa Raid again, is a deputy leader of the opposition and the MP for Milton. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.